thinky, thirsty, and over 30. Welcome to Afternoon Army, a safe place for grown armies to dish and discover BTS. We are four ladies who just wanted to know their names and now can explain the meaning of Lachimolala. New to Army? No problem. Come along as we explore all the important business that Bongtan throws our way. Join us on the last Tuesday of every month as we hop in the clown car and drive to the circus. And stay tuned for shorter, snack-sized episodes between hosts and various correspondents. Because one thing we know is that content, well, it just keeps on coming. All right. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hey. Hello. So we're here because it's somebody's special to had a birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Very special. A day of hope. <laughs> you mean that guy that just lives rent free every day? That one? <laughs> yeah, that's the one, <laughs> especially lately. <laughs> so, Tanya, as the resident uh, Hobie bias of yes. Afghan Army, why don't you just kind of set the scene for folks on, you know, what has this you know, what have we gathered here to do today? What we have gathered here to do <laughs> is <laughs> to pay pay homage to the most our most amazing uh first solo uh debut member of BTS, J Hope. And he uh, just show how big they are and where they are going. He already has a documentary about him. <laughs> and it I just want to say for those of us who grew up on MTV music documentaries, this is so different. <laughs> this is not behind the music where they go down in a drug-induced, you know, flames. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is such a different experience. So we are here today to talk about J-Hope in the Box, which is a new Disney Plus documentary about our man. And Leah's going to go first. We're just going to do quick takes and have this be a real short episode. Okay, well, let me just give a couple of quick takes of watching this. So it's on Disney Plus, and I feel like it really just, um, you know, if you, I do think that you probably should be, like, at least generally aware of Hobie to, like, get the full experience of it. Um, And so we're kind of, like, the center stage is the fact that he is doing this headlining tour at Lollapalooza Chicago, and we kind of get the lead up to it. And his album release and kind of just like a little bit of the come down of um, after being a headliner at Lollapalooza. And I just want to talk about a couple of things that really struck me in this. Um, and I want to give space to everyone else. So certainly if I bring up something and you want to talk about it too, we're all just engaging on this in like our own lenses of what hits us. But here's the thing with Hobie that, you know, I love all the members and I don't have, you know, as much as I have like a bias I do, like, I am OT7 at my core. But, and I mean this with a lot of love and respect, the J-Hope, like, super sunshine personality, I enjoy it. I find a lot of happiness in it, and, like, I celebrate that for him. But when he did um, Jack in the Box and kind of just talked about it a little bit more meta of, like, what it feels like to be the kind of person who, like, you know, is known to be, like, 
you're the sunshine of the group now. I mean, that's a very reductionist way to have to like live your life if you're like a whole person with a whole human experience. And nobody is going to be sunshine all the time because if they are, like we would all want to murder that person. Like everyone should be allowed to have like ups and downs and good moods and bad moods and da 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 da. And so the fact that he was able to kind of put pen to paper and vocalize what it means to not only be in this band that's had this like incredible trajectory of fame and attention um, put on them. And they've actually had to be on their own for much of it because the success that they've generated as a K-pop group, like they don't have a lot of colleagues that they can go to like in South Korea and be like, well, what's it like to headline stadiums around the world and things like that? Like they're doing this all on their own. And he is like becoming like more of a grown man and doing it. And then he's part of this group, but he's also developing as his own person. And the fact that he was then able to be like, look, I need to kind of talk about what it's like to just be me in this, not just like me as part of the seven and me as part of this like J-Hope personality. I felt like that was like my take home and leaving this documentary that I was just, you know, Hobie, if you're ever listening to this podcast, I was so incredibly proud of you and the energy that you put out and the bravery that you put out because I just don't think enough credit has been given to the huge amount of courage that it took to put out right after like the Festa 2022 kind of like are we on a high like not on a hiatus but like on this like whatever hiatus like BTS OT7 is going on some sort of a pause while we have to like you know do enlistment and do whatever but he was there ready to be like, okay, I'm ready to go. My album's ready to go. And I'm ready to show the world like what I'm going to do by myself. I just feel like we all need to stand up and give him a round of applause for the amount of just sheer chutzpah that it took to do that. And in seeing the documentary, I felt like you could really get a sense that it was as much as it was like a very liberating experience, it was a scary experience and how they came through. And at the end of it, they like grew. And I think that they learned so much about themselves. And I felt like it was a really generous experience to kind of share that in a documentary format where we could kind of see the moments that he was having freakouts. Like one thing that I will talk about really quickly is when he gets to Chicago, because I felt like the most of the time he was handling it quite gracefully, even if he was feeling stressed. But when he got to Chicago, there was a moment where he was like watching the dancers. And I just felt like, you know, sometimes we hear about like the Hobie dance captain that's scary. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the Hobie dance captain that's scary because he's watching his dance team and he's like, wrong. Nope. Nobody's got chemistry like this. is like Just kind of like was like, oh, God, like this isn't working at all. And somebody kindly, like, off to the side, like, a manager or someone on his team was kind of like, well, it's been, like, day one. Like, let's just give it a second. Like, I kind of feel like this is all going to come together. We just started. And what happened, it ended up being amazing. The dance team gelled great. He vibed with them. They all had wonderful chemistry. But I thought it was cool that they left that moment into where he's not his best self in that moment. And yet, very relatably, because that's a huge amount of, like, if that was the worst that he kind of got... You know, when Ty was talking about like behind the music, we weren't having like, you know, coke snorting off like, you know, bar and then like fighting and self-destruction. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> we just had this like moment of like, I don't think the dancers are gelling the way I want them to. And that was like the low point. But I mean, they could have edited that out, too, and just showed him always his best self. So yeah, I like- just... I- I was go just ahead, gonna say go there ahead. was no there was no like trashing of a hotel room like it just can't like they didn't show J Hope throwing chairs like or anything <laughs> which, like 
<laughs> yeah, so that was it. that really struck me that he was able to leave that part in and just show that growth. And then the only other thing I'm going to say because there's so much to say, and I want to give you guys all a chance to talk about it, is I will never not love somebody who recognizes and thanks their whole team down to like the serving staff and so at the listener party that you know we got to see all the celebs and see him kind of having like his a-list moment in the sun and then at the end he's going around and I know there's cameras there but I think he would have done that cameras or not I think that's just like you know what we hear word of mouth that BTS does generally is they thank everyone they're really gracious and the fact he's like hugging the bartender and thanking the wait staff that like that is never not going to be like one of the most appealing things for me to see somebody who is able to say, you know what, I'm here and we're all here kind of because I have this like tremendous talent and creative energy, but I'm also going to recognize and thank every single person that's here that's helping make this event possible. That is really humble and that is super sexy. So with that, I've said what I need to say and Hobie, you're amazing. Keep staying in that stretch zone. I'll go next. Um, I sent a message, a private message to Tanya and just said, I was not prepared um, to watch this documentary on a day that I was like emotional anyway, um, because I mean, it opened and I was already crying. Um, I will never not cry when I see the crowd at Lollapalooza because I just feel like he really, sorry, he just really needed that. And we were all worried. We're fans and we were all worried. Like, I mean, we knew ARMY was going to show up, but like, what does that look like at a place like Lollapalooza? So I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to make it through this documentary. <laughs> like I even took notes so I wouldn't forget things, but I loved it. I agree with Leah, like um, the part where he is thanking everybody um, after the rap, the, after his um, listening party was amazing. I know that, like she said, cameras were there, but I really do feel like it's to all their credit and all their character that I think they do that. I think that's something that they do. They're very humble um, from what I understand from people that have had interactions with them. Um, one of the things that I won't ever forget is that, um, J-Hope's mom has like a cabinet of merch and she has army bombs in there, which I just like, I would too. Like I, <laughs> listen, I would totally would too. I loved it. I thought that was, um, amazing, but there was a part that like really got me and, um, I wanted to talk about it because I just, I've been thinking about it since I watched it. He is about to go to the listening party and he gets in the elevator and, he looks to the side and he says, who are you? And he smiles. And then he looks to the other side and he says, what are you doing here? And then he stops again. He turns his head again and he said, you can do this, right? Yes. And then he looks straight ahead and he gets this look on his face that I've never seen because all we ever see is him smiling or being sassy or whatever. And it was... I think his most authentic self, I think that was Jung Hoseok getting out of that elevator and he, that quiet, blank, almost panic look that came over himself, over his like whole face really got to me um, because it was in that moment he knew this was all or nothing. Like this is my listening party and I'm about to go into it and it's either going to be great or I'm going to fail. And he was so worried, like the whole documentary about failing. And I don't know. Like Leah has said, you know, he's always been sold as the sunshine. And, you know, we were like, oh, my God, he has an emo side or whatever. But the the doubt, you know, it was like just really apparent that he had doubt about himself and about what he was doing. Um, and it was almost painful um, to someone who's a fan, to someone who 
like wants him to know specifically how much he's loved you know that part was just like I don't know I I it wasn't like it wasn't a behind the music but I really appreciate that they gave us so much um of him and his self and his like authentic self um and I'm not talking about like the no makeup or the no you know not the fancy clothes or like when he's at home in his pjs or whatever but I'm talking about the fact that like in that elevator scene you really see it on his face that the sheer it goes from like panic to stress to then like okay game face and he walks out and that just it struck me in such a way and you know like leah said i hope he listens to this one day or you know he tunes in um because there's just a lot of pride with that i don't know uh very many groups or individuals um that work as hard as they do um and that works as hard as j-hope does there's even a part in there where he says you know i only slept two hours last night and you know he he really put himself out there um and it was really amazing i love this documentary uh i hope i hope they all get one um however they want it done i think it's very interesting and i you know tune in every time so yeah it was fantastic so yeah this was it was it's just emotional to watch anybody bear themselves um like he did in the documentary and a few things that came to my mind were just that he sees himself as like the documentarian of BTS. Like that's his role is to make sure that he's witnessing the whole process. And so I very much appreciated that he was like, no, I'm here to witness my own experience and document that is so important for just growth, you know, and learning and, you know, checking in and, you know, seeing what changes need to be made. Um, and I just love that he sees that as necessary and he takes the time to video himself in the studio and, you know, take pictures along the way. And that was really neat to see. I've journaled since I was eight and probably more days than not for however many years that is. I'm 43 now and I don't often go back and look at them, um, but it is like I I'm reassured that they're there. There's nothing important, but I just like having, you know, documentation of this random life of a Nebraska person <laughs> and having, you know, being able to go back and look at them if I wanted to. Um, and I, I like that he sees himself in that role and he's intentional about it. Um, and another story is years ago, I had a friend who's um, now husband made a movie and it was just, you know, an independent film and it was only shown here in this like tiny Nebraska theater and it wasn't even good. It wasn't my kind of movie, but I was so in awe after we left the theater that he did that. Like he had this idea, he wrote the script, he got all the pieces together. It was so moving and it was so much work and seeing J-Hope go through that experience of like, this is the message I want to, um, you know, portray. This is my arch from J-Hope to the more mature, multifaceted um, J-Hope that I want to make sure that people see the takes that he was doing, the hours and hours that he, you know, alluded to in the shots of them being in the studio. Like that was all him. And it was just really like 
at one point he says, it's really important to celebrate that I did this or something to that effect. He's like, it's really important to pause and say, I did this and to celebrate that moment. And it's like, yes, like you made something, you put it in the world, you should celebrate that. Um, And also I think we talked about this just amongst the four of us, but sugar coming in when he was testing the food and is like, that looks expensive and then pieces out because he had a wedding to go to. I was like, thank you. That was all. I <laughs> It was amazing. It's like That's- so on brand. I know. I'm like, you're a 20 something multimillionaire and you come in with like your grandpa energy. Like, well, this Lottie duh. <laughs> like too it's too fancy for me it's too expensive i'm leaving how dare you when he was clearly wearing a very tailored outfit and looked like several million dollars i was like okay sugar too expensive okay i mean many questions about our king who loves to like rant against you know late stage capitalism dynamics (laughs) and yet has a mcdonald's commercial the duality (laughs) i was like just just tell hobie that his lava burgers look good (laughs) throw him a bone and then lastly okay maybe not maybe i have a couple things um but the the last couple things that i wanted to say is i remember when we were watching the Lollapalooza this summer like the three of us, Tanya was at in Chicago watching it. And we were all just like blown away. Like, I think we all had tears in our eyes watching it. And the second he jumped up, I was just like, tears, like it was so emotionally powerful all over again. And I've seen that performance so many times. Um, It doesn't lose anything. And then this is so tiny and like, not important. But the guy who was doing his hair, and like sprayed the hairspray on his hand and then like put it in his hair. I'm like, he's going into the Chicago heat in like 10 minutes. That hairspray is not going to hold longer than two minutes. It's okay. Just let it be. <laughs> like, it was just so funny. Just the level of detail. And I, I loved that documentary so much. It was such a great show. So J-Hope, beautiful. Always. <laughs> yeah. The, I think it was just such a, um, masterclass in intentionality and planning and just he's so this is a quality I don't have he's so methodical when he has he has a dream he has a vision and he just methodically plots it out and implements it over the course of years and doesn't give up and I I I don't have that I mean I have achieved some things in my life but I just don't have the quality that he has I find it very inspiring and impressive um it's no wonder that he is where he is that that all seven of them are where they are because they're they're all like that in their own way um so just to watch that process unfold over the course of a couple of years i'm so like like you have all said i'm just so grateful that he decided to document that like you were talking about with your journals allison just that he that he was that he had even that vision right that i I should be documenting this um I loved seeing him alone. You know, we usually see him in the context of being with the other members and his vibe is very different than when he is, I don't know, 
I'm not saying it's always different, but just, just seeing so much of footage of him by himself, working by himself, recording in his studio, planning with the staff, traveling, performing, uh, being at home with his parents, just, uh, I don't know, there was a, I don't think he always shows, or he kind of turns on and off his gravitas when he's in BTS, because he is the sunshine of the group. And he, I know he knows that people enjoy that. And so that's a mask he puts on when he wants to, to give people joy. Right. Um, but it wasn't on a lot in this. It wasn't really on at all. In fact, you know, he's so known for his um, laughter because it's so, it's so lovely and people enjoy it so much and it's so big and, and just joyous. And I noticed that he only laughed a couple times in the documentary. I think he really wanted to portray make sure that he was being seen as the other sides of himself that we don't get to see as much that the editors don't always focus on when he's with the group. So that was fascinating. Um, seeing him at home, um, being so confident and relaxed, um, interacting with his family. I loved, like you, like you have all said, you know, I just loved that his parents have a shrine to their children all over the house. And I loved that in his parents, it looked like it might've been their bedroom that they had the almost like a mural sized framed art of him singing mama uh i that was amazing to see uh and he said i feel my parents love and, oh god he must have he must have just had the greatest home life it's beautiful and just yeah just different you know he's just this gravitas this deep side of him that's always there but he doesn't always get a chance to show it or doesn't always show it or it's not always included in the editing um and it's interesting because right now and I feel like this must be part of his plan too, because he did a commercial for BT21 just recently. And BT21 has been, for his birthday, putting out some promotional materials suggesting that his BT21 character, Mong, is going to uh, have a new form now that doesn't have the mask on anymore. And I, I feel like this is coming from J-Hope because that was part of his design originally. And that's with this documentary and with this project he's been, he did, made the the conscious decision to let us see himself and he he also did that um interview recently for disney plus where he interviewed himself where it was jong hasok interviewing j-hope and j-hope interviewing jong hasok and that was fascinating and so we're watching this whole process unfold he's not done yet he's going to do hope on the street now and go back to his roots whatever form that's going to take i don't know if it's going to be a tv show or some kind of performance i don't know but he's that unmasking is going to continue. So anyway, yeah, a lot of big feelings. In addition to that scene, just this last thing, in addition to that scene where he's on the elevator or or in the hallway and like Megan talked about, and you see him put his game face on. Um, I think there were a couple of other moments like that too. And you see him shift gears like that. And the one, one that was really poignant was when he was leaving his parents' house and he's and he said goodbye to Mickey and, and he's his little dog and he said, "Is this the last time?" That really got me because Mickey's really old and and, uh, and then he walked out the door and he said, "Okay, I'm going to go be J Hope now. I have to go back to being J Hope." And that was that was fascinating. Yeah, he carries a lot of weight on his shoulders. Uh, they all do. Uh, they give us a lot, uh, and then they keep some for themselves. But sometimes they'll show us some things too. And I just felt grateful that he was willing to share some of that with us. And that's it. <laughs> that part of him being like okay I'm gonna go be J-Hope now like we all have parts you know we talk about this a lot on the podcast and he is fascinating to watch like there's an old clip 
of him getting ready to perform one of the rap line songs and like you just watch him put on the coat of like rapper j-hope and being part of the rap line and we parts work is crucial you need to show up in you know different parts um in different times of your life with different qualities and traits and like the key is integration of like am i choosing this intentionally versus like is it forced on me and so i like seeing that he's choosing like nope i'm going to show up here and i'm going to be j-hope and you know this is my time to just be jung hosuk at home and you know be this part um and and be like the bell of the ball at his listening party and like he was very intentional with who he was choosing and those qualities that he was choosing to portray and then finally before i turn it over to megan sorry um is just i like his distinction between like distress and you stress he didn't use those words but he's like this is a stress i chose because this is something that's important to me and i think that is really important because people often talk about being stressed in life um but some stress is really important some stress is very healthy and he knew why he was choosing that stress because he wanted to create this album and he wanted to do this work and it was worth it I wish he had eaten a little bit more, maybe gotten a little bit more sleep. But, you know, we all have those times when we just lose sleep or, you know, can't eat as much when we're stressed. But I think that's an important message that I think about a lot is it's okay to be pushed and challenged and it's okay to feel stress sometimes if you know why. Yeah, I agree. I love that he said that like it's a stress that I chose because I think sometimes we get stressed and we I think that's like a good mindset for me like okay I'm stressed but what am I stressed about am I stressed about things that I've chosen or am I stressed about things that have been put upon me right and that's like a good distinction to have because some of those things that I'm stressed about are places where I could have said no um and I feel like J-Hope knows better than that right like he's not gonna put himself in those situations I feel like um what I, I did take notes on this, like it wasn't a joke, you guys, but I did have a couple of things I wanted to add, just like funny little anecdote things. So bear with me just for a second. Um, His biggest laugh, he had two times when he had his big laugh, one when Becky G showed up and the other one was when he met J. Cole, which I thought was so, it was like adorable. So those were like great parts. Um, There was a part where he's in Chicago taking pictures of a building and these two guys just walk into his photo you just that is j-hope what is I, like he's walking on the street these people are just like drinking their coffee eating their whatever and i'm like you don't notice he's literally being filmed like you should at least know he's somebody like i it just blew my mind like i just don't but i now i'm like would i even know if it was them in real life like would i notice them on the streets now i'm doubting myself right um the other thing about when he went home when he told his mom, like, if I stayed here for a week, I'd gain a lot of weight. And she was like, well, then you should stay home. And also, if any of the other members need to gain weight, they should come over and eat. And I was like, oh, my God, I love that so much. Like, Mama J-Hope, we love you for that. Um, and then what was the other thing? Because I just had me laughing so much. Um, oh, when <laughs> they're, um, they're practicing dancing, the Lollapalooza, like, the whole show. And the dance team is literally dying like they're laying on the ground they're panting 
he's sitting there on like a bench and he's like, are you guys tired? Do we need to take a break? Like not even out of breath. I was like, oh my gosh, they're sweating. Like the guy has like his shirt is like wet. Like he went through the rain and Jacob's just sitting there like, should we do it again? Or do we need to take five? Like, I just, I and those that. were fit dancers. Those were yes. people at their peak. Like they were fit and they could not keep up with him. <laughs> which I thought was like amazing. Like I just thought, I just, those things made me laugh. Like there were so many things, which is great because it was a great balance. Like it was emotional. It was very, I wouldn't say dark, but just like heavy. It's like a heavier, like, uh, content from J-Hope than we normally get, which I think is fantastic because it really gives us insight to like Jung Ho Suk, not necessarily J-Hope, which um, give me all of it. Like I'm so excited. Um, but yeah, I just thought that the, those little things were really interesting. And and like we've all said, I just love that they gave us so much access to what, you know, he was doing. And then, of course, Jimin shows up and it's like a whole thing. Like they're just, it's really great. And like, who wouldn't want to have a friend like Jimin, to be honest? Like he comes in, he's there for support. You know, there's like a part where um, they're taking pictures and he's like, come on, get in the picture. He's like, no, like, this is your thing. Like, I'm good. And Jacob's like, no, no, I got to get in the picture. You know, so like Jimin, like, I don't know. I sound like I know him or anything, but I feel like he's just very self-aware of like, I'm here to be a supportive friend. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. And I just thought that was really amazing. We kind of saw it in the V live after, and we've seen clips of them like walking around and stuff, but um, just the fact that he was there and you did see Hobie's demeanor change in a way, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which I thought was really cute. And then he comes in like this one last thing and then I'll be quiet. Cause it just, the whole thing, I just loved it. But there's the part where you know, Tanya said she saw the plane. There's a plane that was flying that said like something to J-Hope. Right. And <laughs> Jimin comes in and he's like, there's a plane out there with your name on it. And Hobie's like, what? He's like, yeah, there, there's a plane out there. And like your name's on it. And he's like, no way. And then they just laugh. Like they don't even go and look at, they're like, oh, that's funny. Okay, great. Next, like next thing. So I don't know. It's great. Tanya, by the way, I went back and like would watch the Lollapalooza scenes. So I was like, Tanya's here somewhere. I'm going to find her so I can screen cap it. I, I didn't. I know. You're I was thinking like the, the same thing. I was like, yeah. there's a little dust speck in this <laughs> film. That is I'm, me. I'm in it. I'm there. <laughs> we all were, we were in it. Would, yeah. Yeah. My friends thinking? that I went with. Oh. Yeah. It was, it was really yeah sorry go ahead no I was just gonna say it's just fantastic like the fact that like you were there being the biggest fan I just can't like I I love that for you it's one of the best like stories BTS stories I just love is that you were like I'm going um but that's what's great about it because like I said every time I see that crowd I get emotional because fans J-Hope fans BTS fans really did say yeah we're we're going yeah. we're gonna go why wouldn't we mm-hmm. you know so mm-hmm. i just think it's fantastic but yeah tell us yeah. a little bit about your uh brush with fame i guess oh, we'll just say. just that it brought so many memories back and it was so it was obviously this is must have been one of the most meaningful performances for him ever and he's been a different person a different um artist since he did this because this like we've talked about in previous episodes this was his crucible where he tested himself and found himself worthy basically (laughs) um and he's been different ever since and has this this new confidence and now he's taking off and doing new projects um and uh yeah i know i mean it just really brought me back to the feeling of being there the energy that was out there that night um from army from him um yeah uh, it was really a beautiful thing to witness 
uh, especially because we even knew going into Lollapalooza that he had been stressed and that uh, he was posting and people, he and Jimin were talking about how, uh, how uh, that made a difference for Jimin to go and that he was feeling better because he was documenting in real time on Instagram, some of his experiences leading up to it. So yeah, the energy was huge. Yeah. It was really, it's really remarkable what he did. He didn't, like you said before, maybe Leah said it, he didn't really have any, role models for this level of thing or this kind of thing going into it, but he really put himself out there. So it's a, a, a real story of bravery. It's, it's very inspirational. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then this film really did him justice. I, I think, I feel like he must've had a lot of control over it. Um, he got to portray himself the way he wanted to, but also showed him some real, very real sides of himself that we haven't seen before, like the frustration in the studio and all the other things that we've talked about. So uh, it, it's a testament to his hard work. Yeah, I know we talk about um, Yoongi, you know, mm -hmm. um, um, PD men all the time or men yeah. PD. Um, mm -hmm. But like, I'm really interested to see what J-Hope does in the future because I feel yeah. like he'd make a great producer or he'd be a great, like, Hitman Bang. Like, he'd be a great Hitman Bang because he just knows his stuff. Like, he, yeah. I feel like with mm. the whole show, the production of it, he knew exactly what he wanted. He knew exactly what, the mm -hmm. sound was going to be, you know, there's that whole scene. Well, mm -hmm. it's like a scene. I mean, it's documentary, but there's that whole part where he's talking to the band and he's like, it needs to be lower. Like this yeah. sound needs to be lower. This sound needs to be higher. My mic needs to be this. That's a testament. He's very to like, sensitive. Yeah. Yes. And that's and a detailed. testament to his ear, to the type of musician he is. So like, while I, you know, the documentary was great. I love it. I love everything that he's done since Festa. I'm really excited to see J-Hope. And what yeah. he's going to do again you know there's a clip that goes around of him going into and i want to say is it set um txt's dance practice or it's like they're yeah. trainees i don't know if it's txt exactly, there was txt but... and then there's a new group that's being formed um under hive um in, for japan called and team okay and he went to see them and when he yeah. was in uh, osaka for the mama awards Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's a dance practice video where he comes in and, you know, everyone's really excited and, you know, he's really excited and he does all the stuff. And then you see the switch and you see him go into like choreographer mode. Yeah. But he's so good with them. He's such a great teacher and he's so kind. Even when he's giving the criticism, he's so good about it. And so I just feel like great things are going to happen. Um, and yeah. are going to come out of this, you know. Uh, and I think I we're like, going to start seeing it right away with this, whatever this hope in the street thing is that he's doing with Neuron. It's, yeah. We're going to start seeing some more of his production, you know, development side. Mm -hmm. I'm excited because he too. just, this other side, like chapter two, J-Hope, mm. what is happening? I, I wouldn't it. trade chapter two for anything. Chapter two <laughs> is fascinating. I mean, yeah. there there are new universes being created in chapter two right from the very beginning. I mean, I mean, it's hard because we're going to lose each of them for the better part of a couple years. But there's so much. It's like it's just like uh, they've unleashed a supernova of creative energy that was bottled up for a long time. Uh -huh. and, and the freedom uh, to like do it. You know, we talked a little bit earlier when we were recording our um, other episode about uh, Yoongi's folio coming out. Yeah. Um, and it's about camping and stuff and you know i just wow. feel like that's a he like even in the little like teaser video he's like it has to be this it has to be an old car it has to mm -hmm. be knit and layered clothing it has to be you know they all have this vision then i think when we look mm -hmm. at the folios those visions were very out of the box from what 
BTS was producing, right? Like they're just a little mm -hmm. bit step. It's their personality, but it's a step out of what the regular BTS content is. You know, when you look at Butter and they're all wearing yellow or they're all wearing pastels in Boy With Love or they're mm -hmm. all, you know, there's those things that they have a variation of the same outfit. And these folios were a way for them to say, oh, this is also me. Mm -hmm. You know, I also want to be this. I also want to do this. And I just think it's really fascinating that you're right, Tanya, like chapter two has really given us a little bit more insight of to who they are as an artist, but also to who they are as people. Yeah. Um, For those of you who are listening, we're actually talking earlier today. We're going to, after Yungi's folio comes out, we're actually going to do an episode just talking about all the unmasking and revealing that's going on in these photo books, these folios, because there's a lot to take yeah. in and to learn about them I from them. Honestly, I don't even think I spent that long on Taehyung's. Like, I think mm -hmm. it was like Taehyung's and it was like the next person. Yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't even get to unpack it's, it. It's all been a lot. Mm -hmm. You know? So. Yeah. All that yeah. to say, happy birthday, J-Hope. Yeah. Congratulations on Jackie Fox. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, Jin calling him Hoba at the party. Oh, I was like, I died. Stop it. Ho Hoba, <laughs> is this the title track? Hoba. Hoba. I just, Hoba. Have, oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, mm -hmm. I can't just to, like he was sitting next <gasps> to JK, who is just the most beautiful. He's so beautiful. How is one person as beautiful as JK? <laughs> so lovely. So utterly lovely. Or like they yeah. get in the picture, they, you know, there's that, it's like a box, literally. They get in a box and they're yeah. taking pictures and they take it from above and they take it from the side or whatever, which I think was like an awesome concept. Like, of course, J Hope, because creator, mm -hmm. right? He's just a content yeah, exactly. creator. He had but the vision they, from the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But when they all, it's all, well, it's six of them because Yungi had a fever. Fine. Mm -hmm. Yungi, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> but, they're all in there and then they're like, okay, now yell. And they all yell and they're all just so excited. I like, loved that was, when, when yes. they were just going, ah, it was so beautiful. They were so excited for him and he was so excited to be sharing mm -hmm. that with them. Yeah, that but was to a get great little, moment. I loved right, it. Allison, to get that little hoba. 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 Is this the title hoba. track? Hoba. <laughs> hoba. I was like, so sweet. stop it, Jen. I, I oh, miss you. And when he was in, I know. And when he was in the car talking about how he played it for Namjoon and how supportive. Oh. And oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jimin saying, I'm here as his fan. I'm yeah. I'm not his band member. I'm his fan. I'm today. your fan. And I was just like, oh. And he was like pointing to him when the people were yelling. Yeah. And like, oh, just so incredible. I They're beautiful. They're beautiful yeah. people. Hmm. They're the best of they're the best of us. Yeah. <laughs> they really are. Not that other That's people exactly. can't be too, but they just are. Yeah. 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 Uh -huh. That's exactly what I was thinking. I think I even wrote it down and because I had notes too. I was like, if this isn't the best of humanity, I don't mm -hmm. like right. I don't know. Just yeah. stop. It. I mean, I know they're not Mother Teresa, but for the for what they do, they are the best of us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, there yeah. was even like the scene where they're getting in the car. He's getting in the car to go uh I think back to the hotel or back to rehearsal space or something. And there are army outside the gate of where the parking mm -hmm. is. So it looks like it's like part of the park, but it's, you know, been gated off um, and they're waving. They have like a little banner or whatever. And he waves, you know, he takes, mm -hmm. he rolls down the window and waves. And, you know, I I've seen, you know, Western artists that just get in the car and drive away. Just and that's not saying by, yeah. comparison one or the other, but you know, if it, it, Everyone will always say, not everyone, but there is a lot of pushback about fan service. And I just don't think it's fan service, you guys. I just not think anymore, they, genuinely, no. they mm -hmm. genuinely love it. And he's like, 
the thing is, is Jacob was genuinely surprised that Army showed up because there's a part in that documentary where he says they're here like they know me as J-Hope BTS and those songs. They don't know what I'm putting out. So what if they get here and they don't like it? What if there's no one out there? You know, and those are the parts for me that just like I was like, no, dude, we ends of the (laughs) earth, yo, like we're let's get our walking sticks at this point. Like we're going. I know. I said at the time I will crawl there on my hands and knees if necessary. (laughs) So like that's the part that that's the part that really gets me. It's like they get it, but they don't get it. You know, right? Yeah, Yeah. right. And there's that clip that goes around every time it goes around. Like I just love it where he's singing and the the crowd says "Wild and Free." Yeah. wild and free and you can and he see got surprised the again on mm-hmm. his face because he just cannot believe that this crowd is there for him you know and he yeah. sees the lights yeah. and he but again until it registers that they're all with him and they're all singing with him like he just doesn't you know doesn't get it and like i said when we did hobie palooza i watched on tiktok people creators that were there for other bands say we met up with these people and have these like glow stick things. And we were like, Hey, what are those? And they're like, it's for J-Hope. So we're here. We might as well stay. And then they're like, it was so much fun. We went and got food after, and we did this and they told us how to find this song. And so like, yeah, it was, the energy was so high. And that's one thing I mentioned when we recorded this past summer, just after the show. Um, But I'll say it again, just for anybody who has didn't hear that Um, we were the crowd, even more than, than in the documentary, the documentary picked up the crowd noise a lot better than the original videos did from last summer. But the just the everybody was shouting the lyrics in unison to him, and and it was even louder than is suggested by the film. And it was so he he heard it, he knew, and I think yeah, it had to have had an effect on him. I mean, we were because yeah. we were we were shouting the lyrics, but we were also shouting it was about him you know what i mean and yes. just, mm-hmm. every everything that he ever gave us and that they ever ever gave us we were trying to give back to him yes. yeah. yeah and it <laughs> and wasn't be there just for the him. shouting of like <laughs> uh dynamite or you know like it wasn't it was they knew jack in the box they yeah. had the colors they had you know mm-hmm. so when he watches this like he's gonna see the army there were there for him because yeah. they had the like teal the black and white you know that bright pink they mm-hmm. knew all the lyrics to the song and yeah. i was just like oh it made me so happy that yeah. you will see that so well on that I note hope- thank you all this is really thank fun you, to get Hoban. to experience yeah. it again <laughs> yeah friends can't get enough of BTS? Cool. Neither can we. So between shows, why don't you hop on over to at Afternoon Army on Instagram and join the conversation. Want to support us as a newer podcast hitting the scene? Share the love by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. And last, but certainly not least, don't forget to check out the other pod in our network, Afternoon of Delight K-Drama. Deep Dives, from three romance authors with new episodes every Wednesday.